Hello, everyone. It's time for Vanishing Gowland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 297, season 12. Today's date is uh, January 20th, 2024, and welcome to the program. On today's show, I will talk about uh, Pepper's Waterbed Stores. That's a place that uh, a lot of people remembered or forgotten. So I'll talk about uh, that place. And also I'll talk about my memories of using and having telephone books in my house in Chicago. So that would be, uh, you know, I had a few memories of using that. Uh, It's, uh, I don't know if they're still around. I'll get into that in a moment. Excuse me. But uh, right now the uh, program, we're going to a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Cling Free uh, Fabric Softener Spray. <laughs> I remember this. And, and uh, this commercial came out in 1972. So sit back and relax. And, I'll, and when I come back, I'll talk about this product. Thank you, everyone. Seems like every other day someone comes out with something new for your washing machine. Well, someone's finally come out with something new for your dryer. It's called Cling Free, the anti-static fabric softener. You just spray it in your dryer before you dry, and Cling Free's exclusive CF-17 penetrating action makes everything come out soft and static-free. Cling Free costs less than leading softeners, and there's no dryer buildup. Cling Free puts in softness, takes out cling. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Clean Free uh, Anti-Static Fabric Softener Spray. That's what it describes, that product. I remember this very well. I used to see the commercials when I was growing up. Came in a pink aerosol, excuse me, a pink aerosol can. So what you do is you, before you load your your wet laundry in the dryer you just spray inside you know like that and just throw it in there (laughs) throw your laundry in uh i never i never bought it i don't think my mother ever has Uh, she always uh when i was growing up she used uh for fabric stuff she used uh downy you know for you know Fabric softener. She used that. Uh, there were others. Uh, there was Stay Puff. Remember that? Yeah. There were. Yeah. There were other. There was other ones like that. I can't think of the top of my head. But uh, wa- washing machine, washer and dryers have changed over the years. Now they're more, ener- you know, energy saving, and uh, you use beads or just pods to clean, you know, wash your laundry, you know, or dry your wet clothes. 
my washer and dryer is sort of old fashioned. We don't have that, <laughs> but it works like a charm. So we use uh, fabric softener. And uh, so, uh, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of complaints from people, you know, on television and people I talk to, you know, once they use a washer and dryer, it smells. There's like that odor. I don't know what that is. Uh, I never smelled it. I mean, I never went to someone's house and smelled their washer and dryer. You know, it's some, and then the uh, they do something with that. But us, we just uh, doesn't smell. We just have a lint uh, lint bar. You just wipe it after you're done like that. And uh, so, clean free. Uh, you know, they don't use sprays anymore. So. I haven't seen that. So they either have pods or just beads, those uh, little beads like that, or li still liquids. You know, that's fine. That's changed. You know, laundry detergents and fabric softener uh, have changed over the years, you know, in commercials. Also for bleach, you know, like for Clorox or uh, Snowy Bleach, uh, Biz Bleach. And of course, our own favorite uh, Chicago brand, Linko, <laughs> which uh, my mom still calls bleach Linko <laughs> sometimes. And some people do in the Chicagoland area. Amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's kind of nice. Okay. I talked about uh, Linko bleach on a previous podcast episode a long time ago, but I might bring it up again. Yeah, why not? I'll revisit it. I'll decide that soon. Okay. At the beginning of the program, I mentioned I'm going to talk about Pepper's Waterbed stores in Chicago and my memories of using the telephone books uh, at my house when I was growing up. Uh, before I get started, I want to mention one thing. Um, yesterday, I posted a photo of, well, actually two photos of me holding up two Apple iPods. You know, I posted uh, the first one before, but the second one, I found the oldest one I had. That came out, I bought it in 2000, oh, I don't know, two or three. Uh, I remember I bought that, that first one, I remember buying it at Best Buy in Downers Grove, Illinois. Um, I don't know, I was in the area and, you know, I had the urge to buy an iPod and I was excited. I was so excited to buy one, you know, and I just had, uh, I didn't have an iMac uh, at the time. I had a uh, HP uh, computer. So I, I rushed home. Uh, there's something I never told people or anyone in the family. You know, when I rushed home, I, I got pulled over by a, by a cop <laughs> in, in Oak Brook. And um because I was speeding, and I, he was a young man, younger than me, oh, must be 20, 23, 24, and he's, you know, and I, I, told, I said, officer, I'm sorry, I was speeding, you know, and uh, he said, uh, yeah, don't let, you know, I'll give you a ticket, but uh, don't, uh, don't, I'll give you a ticket, but don't, don't pay for it, it's a warning, how nice of him. Seemed like a young mess, and I told him what I bought, and I showed it to him, and he said, "Oh, cool! You got an iPod." <laughs> okay, and uh, so I rush home. You know, I said, you know, I tried to 
you know, set it all up. You do it on your computer. It takes a while. And then you start buying songs on iTunes. It's not called iTunes anymore. It's Apple Music. And uh, I try to collect songs. Also, I had some a lot of CDs. And I burned the CDs. Uh, I don't think you heard that term. I don't think you hear that term anymore, that you burn them. You know, like you uh, take the CD and you transfer the songs to your computer. And iTunes, iTunes was in its infancy. You know, it's getting started. And uh, it was kind of cool. Of course, you had to buy a song, which was 99 cents. I think now it's $1.99 per song. You still, I haven't bought a song in a long time. Yeah, uh, unless it was something very rare like that. Uh, right now, I got about, for my Apple Music, I have, I'll tell you how, how many I have. I have uh, 15,474. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. You know, I have collected them over the years. Uh, I divide them by uh, decade. Also, I have Christmas music, which is my favorite. So uh, the first iPad doesn't work, but the, I bought a second one. It was black. That one works. It does. It really does. And I still have the charger. You know, I can charge and I can still listen to it. I have the uh, headphones. So I don't know. I don't know if, if it'll work with my new computer. I haven't tried it yet. I'm kind of scared. We'll see about that. I don't know, but I can't sell them. Or um, I'll find a way for the for the first iPad to get it working. Maybe it needs uh, battery replacement. I'll say I'll find a place. Or uh, I don't know. But like I said before, I'm not going to throw them out. No, I'm going to keep them. These are these are wonderful treasures, you know. And uh, kids today will say, "Huh?" Because everything's streaming now. You know, they, if they want to listen to music, they uh, go to YouTube or you know, streaming like that. They have the iCloud. You do that. Or they listen to their iPhone or their iPad. <laughs> you know, any type of music they want. Anytime, anytime, any place, anywhere. You know, but it's nice uh, to listen. But uh, when I do my walking and I have my AirPods, not my earphone, ear, not my ear, you know, earphones, I just put, I use my iPhone. I have a few songs there. So. That's good. Okay. Now we're going to talk about Pepper's Waterbeds. Uh, oh, I, I just thought of this place the other day, and I figured, why don't I talk about this place? I don't know much information about this company. All I know is it started around the late 70s, uh, maybe 78, 79. Waterbeds in the 1970s were very, very chic very popular oh they were like the in thing they started like about water bits like early i don't know in the 60s maybe i'm not sure late 60s or in the i know they were dominant in the 70s so uh i never owned a waterbed my cousin did he owned a waterbed uh one time i visited uh at his house uh, he had his own room in the basement. I went down and I saw it and I never, you know, I was so curious to just lie down and just get the, uh, get the feeling of that. And I asked him, can I lie down and try it? And he goes, yeah, go ahead. And I did. And it was amazing. 
yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. But I would never own one because uh, he said it's like a, a lot of uh, a lot of trouble. You, like you drain the water, or then you and then you pump new water in. I guess that's how it works. I I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't go into. I didn't ask him for specifics, but he he had that water bed for years. Many years, you know, and uh, so someone in the family has had a waterbed. <laughs> then Peppers, uh, that was the first uh, company I remember that sold them, you know, and they, they I remember the commercials. Uh, they were shown on WGN TV Channel 9, WFLD TV Channel 32, you know, Channel 2, Channel 5, Channel 7, whatever. And uh, they had. Uh, so they were um, they were like flying off the shelves. Well, not exactly, but uh, but they were. Yeah, people loved them. You know, single people had them, married couples had them, divorced people had them. Uh, I don't know about kids. Nah. Uh, someone told me uh, I had a friend of mine who did have, own a waterbed, and he used uh, satin sheets. <laughs> I said, "Isn't that kind of slippery?" <laughs> Suppose you get out of bed and you go boom on the floor. <laughs> so uh, I guess he was all right like that. And then um, so Pepper's waterbeds, uh, you know, they were they were uh, all over the Chicago area. I found an ad from October 16, nineteen eighty eight, where they were located. I, I'm sure a lot of uh, closed and some reopened, but I'll read off real quickly uh, where they were located. So they were showrooms, you know, like that. So the first one was in Arlington Heights. Uh, the other one was in, in Chicago. There were two locations. I, I There was one on North Clark Street. I don't know where, probably on the north side, but there was one in Fort City. I do remember that. I forgot exactly where it was. So, yeah, so the, and then the others were in Crystal Lake, Elmhurst, Fox Lake, Glen Ellen, uh, Highland, Indiana, of course, Maryville, Indiana, also Itasca, that was a clearance center, Joliet, Madison, Naperville, Niles, Norwich, Orland Park, Schaumburg, South Holland, Vernon Hills, and West Dundee. Okay. So that's, uh, yeah, so you usually see the sign under stores, you know, and hardly notice it. So they were in business for a long time. Right now I'm going to play a commercial from 1985, and uh, they have that spokesperson, that man. I don't know his name. He might have been the owner or he's just an actor, but I remember seeing him uh, on TV. And you have that catchy song at the end. Peppers, peppers, waterbeds. <laughs> and they showed the, the phone number 312 P E P P P E R S. <laughs> okay, so sit back and relax, and I'll play the commercial right now from, uh, from excuse me, from Pe Peppers Waterbeds from 1985. And I'll be right back, folks. Thank you. Hey, how would you like to buy this waterbed and not spend one penny? It's Pepper's Waterbed's not one penny sale, and that means this weekend you can buy any waterbed you want without one penny down, without one penny of interest, and without one payment for six months. 
Choose from a wide selection of Pepper's water beds and bedroom furniture. There's no down payment. Why? It's like sleeping for free for six months during Pepper's water beds, not one penny sale. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Pepper's Water Beds uh, with that catchy jingle. <laughs> um, yeah, they were around for a long time. Uh, the best information I could find about them when they closed, it must have been about early 2000s or something like that. I don't know. The, uh, I think Water Beds... Uh, went out of favor they're not as popular anymore i i don't think anyone has one now i don't think i don't know if they still sell them maybe unless you go to a mattress store and find one you know but uh no i don't think so that's <laughs> no I, I i don't think you find any so um that's a shame you know so that was a huge uh uh, it was a big deal, you know, in the 1970s and 80s, you know, to own a waterbed, you know, or in the 70s, it's kind of cool. You're trying to impress people, you know, especially when you're a swinging bachelor. <laughs> you know, with your lava lamp. <laughs> That's something I don't, I never own. So, yeah, but you know, they still sell those. I've seen them somewhere. Somewhere I've seen them. Anyway. So, uh, so I'm glad I found this subject, you know, and uh, it's a first for Van Chicagoland. I'm very, I'm very proud. Okay. Right now, I'm going to talk about my memories of telephone books or directories, if you want to call them that. Uh, they've been around forever. So, uh, right after the. Uh, the uh, telephone was invented. I did some digging um, history, and uh, the first telephone directory was printed in New Haven, Connecticut, in November 1878. And uh, the first uh, classified directory, or yellow pages, was, guess, in Chicago. <laughs> Yeah, by the uh, R.H. Uh, Donnelly Company. We all know that. That uh, publishes the uh, the Yellow Pages. And that started uh, publishing in 1886. Right now it's owned by Dex One Company. I remember that. So um, then the uh, over the years, uh, a lot of uh, cities uh, their own uh, telephone directories, uh, their neighborhoods, um, even in all over the world, in Europe, Australia, you name it. So, like that. So, my memories of growing up, when I was little, uh, I was fascinated by yellow pages because of the ads that were in. And, and they had some pretty pictures of that, you know, logos of like gas stations, you know, like Shell and uh, Standard Oil. Oh, I love those, you know, or the numbers, their telephone, that is their telephone numbers, you know, that were printed. 
something like that. Of course, they sh and the telephone exchanges in the beginning were letters, you know, like, uh, for example, BA5-4274. <laughs> something like that. And every, every household had one. And everyone, everyone had it delivered. Or when you own, let's say you uh, bought a, had a phone installed, uh, preferably Illinois Bell, uh, they would send it to you. You know, you pay. Uh, I don't remember because when I was little, I don't know if we had to pay a fee for it or when it was uh, delivered. But I remember they used to deliver it in a plastic bag in the front porch. And they were heavy. Sometimes they were the uh, white pages that lists the, um, the people, you know, the, like citizens of Chicago, you know, like the, the, and the yellow pages were, that was for business, you know, sometimes it was both, you know, you had the business or commercial like that. I remember there was the red book. I remember that. Um, and sometimes you you collect them, and sometimes you throw them out, and you get a, and then you receive a new one every year, you know, because it's updated. My favorite memories, uh, another, excuse me, another favorite uh, memory of uh, using the telephone book, when you look up numbers, you know, for places like, uh, let's say you want to look up for a plumber, you know, let's say uh, something's wrong with your pipes, or you, you know, you want to find. Uh, you know, any service that you need done in your home like that or any restaurants you want to look up and you get the phone number, you want to make a reservation or uh, the best one I like was ordering a pizza. <laughs> when you want to order a pizza, you look up the phone number. Of course, most people wrote it down. They stick it on the refrigerator door. You know, we did that. But uh, my husband didn't order pizza that very often so you know when i remember there were times when i was growing up we when we order a pizza like at uh, angie's or uh we pick one up at vito and nick's you know on, on south pulaski road or any other place we just uh, look up on the yellow pages and call you know we could pick them up or have them delivered you know that was a that's great now these days it's a little different when we want to look up a number, what do we do? You go online. You you uh, type in you type in, in your search engine on Yahoo or Google it, you know, or Bing, whatever search engine you prefer, and then boom, there's the phone number, and it shows uh, where it's located and uh, what time it's open, what time it's closed, you know, like that. And then you would uh, either uh, dial from your iPhone or your landline. I still have that. You know, and there it is. You don't use the book. Uh, the last time I received a telephone book in my house, maybe about, I would say, three or four years ago. Yeah, something like that. I haven't seen it. You know, I think they stopped. And... Uh, a lot of people don't, they're, they're ridiculing it now, <laughs> especially young kids. They go, what is that? This is unnecessary. You know, I don't need this. I can look up on the internet for a phone number, you know, or text, you know, they text now. 
So it's like, uh, it's obsolete to most people. But I find it very, uh, I don't know, comforting, you know, and very nostalgic, you know, to have a telephone book. Uh, Illinois Bell published them all over the, you know, Chicago area for many years. And uh, then uh, Ma Bell broke up in 1983, and they, you know, well, you know what happened to that. And then Ameritech came, and uh, and now it's uh, now they've just uh, right now it's AT and T. It's like that. So I, can you imagine you want to uh, you want to contact AT and T, and they say, "Hey, I want to I want to tell I want a telephone book." No, it's like that. So, you know what's funny thing about telephone books? Sometimes people use it when they drive, you know, like short people, and they sit on it. <laughs> they use it for a pillow. I don't know how comfortable that would be. Just like that. Um, I still have a couple old ones around. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Maybe throw them out. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Like that. Anyway, uh, right now I'm going to play a commercial for the uh, Chicago North Shore Northwest Yellow Pages, and this is from 1986. Okay, so sit back and relax, and I'll be right back and I'll wrap up the show, folks. Thank you. When you shop Chicago's northern suburbs with your current Yellow Pages, you might as well have blinders on. You may be missing some of the best businesses in the area because you're getting only part of the picture. But soon, there'll be one Yellow Pages for all the best shopping areas around. Look for the North Shore Northwest Yellow Pages from Southwestern Bell Media and put the others out to pasture. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for the Chicago North Shore Northwest Yellow Pages. I remember this commercial very well. It's on YouTube, if you can find it. At the end, there's this guy. They were wearing, these people were wearing blinkers, like uh, horses for horses. And the guy uh, at the end goes, like that. <laughs> I remember that very well. Also, last thing I want to, I want to talk about uh, telephone books is uh, that uh, the famous jingle that Yellow Pages had, you know, it's like, let your fingers do the walking. It's a snap. That's unforgettable. That's a classic. Yeah, that, that, that slogan's been around since, I would think, late 60s, early 70s. I remember watching it on TV. So they advertise heavily on uh, telephone books. You, know, you can still find them on, on eBay if you're nostalgic, if you want that. You know, because they're collectors out there. They love collecting old telephones, old telephone books, old telephone booths. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to put it in your house, <laughs> you know, like that. Anything related to that. Also, um, we had Western Electric, that company that was located in Cicero, Illinois. I got to talk about that company one day. We'll see. I will talk about that. That would be, that's fascinating. That's a fascinating subject, you know. Okay, uh, that's it for today. Uh, I'll do a recap of what I talked about. I talked about Pepper's Waterbed stores in Chicago. Also, my memories of uh, using the telephone books or directories uh, in Chicago, in my house. 
All right. Uh, this podcast will be published later on today. Uh, whatever. Uh, it will be published whatever podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, also Breaker, Overcast. Uh, if you tap on those apps, you can hit subscribe or follow. Also be uh, published on my blog, vanishchicagoland.blog. Also on my YouTube channel. A lot of, uh, another person asked me the other day, where do I find your podcast? Go to YouTube. Type in the search engine, Vanish Chicagoland Stories. You will find it. You can listen to the latest episode and hit subscribe. Also, listen to previous episodes. If you have time or you're in the mood, please do. Go ahead. Uh, you know what's funny? I talked to a friend of mine the other day, and he says, well, Pete, I love your podcast, but sometimes I fall asleep. <laughs> well, he was tired because uh, he was working. You know, I, I'm trying, you know. You know, I just, uh, I'm just being myself. You know, I, I'm, I told him, I didn't mean to bore you. <laughs> You know, you don't have to listen to everyone. Uh, whatever uh, tickles your fancy. Like that. Also, it'll be posted on my social media accounts. Facebook, uh, X, which was Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn, Reddit, uh, Instagram. Uh, also on Threads. Also, I, I just got invited to Blue Sky. It's a social media uh platform it's not new it's been around a while but you can't just you can't just sign up and you're boom you're in you have to get an invitation or you have to wait be on a wait list and the wait i don't know how long this wait list was uh how long it takes for for the wait list to be clear but i know one thing i received an email from someone a follower and she said uh i'm sending you a invite code to join Blue sky. I said, okay. So I said, yes, I would like to join. And she sent it to me about a few days later and I got the code. I, I signed in and I entered the code and I'm in, uh, not much activity in there. Really. Uh, my following is eh, not growing uh, little by little. It'll take time, but I, I, I uh, alerted everyone that I am in Blue Sky. It's like Twitter, because the former CEO of Twitter, he's involved with that. So that's okay. You know, that'd be great. So I will post uh, my podcast on that, too. We'll see. Okay. As for another podcast episode, uh, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. I'll get that ready. Uh, I don't know. I have to think what I'm going to talk about. It'll take a little time. Take a lot of thinking. Okay. So this is Pete Costanis, your host for Vanishing Goggleland Stories. Thank you for joining me. Uh, today's weather is cold still, but the sky is blue and it looks gorgeous. You know, it looks, uh, but it's deceiving. You know, it looks nice, but it's cold. So... It's going to start to warm up a little by little starting tomorrow and then Monday through the whole week. It's going to go up to the 30s and it's going to rain, but at least the cold it will be gone. Thank God. And uh, it'll, it'll be sloppy, <laughs> you know, with all that snow and it gets all dirty and black and black. <laughs>
get it out of the way. All right. So here's bye-bye for me, and here's a little traveling music with Ray Rayner saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone, and everyone have a great weekend. So long. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>